So welcome back, our twisted little friends. You are listening to Murder Maidens, a podcast dedicated to discussing crimes committed by women. Your hosts are Monica, Robin, Sandy, and today's host is going to be Monica. Yay! So we are back! Yay! It's been a while. It's been about three months. Mm-hmm. So Too long. Yeah. Life That's has nice. been insane. My penetration talk through murder. <laughs> so, all right. So I think I have a pretty good case here. I've actually not heard of this woman before, but I feel like I probably should have. So today we are talking about the head of the Medellin cartel, Griselda Blanco. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah? know her. You know her? All right. Yeah. <clears throat> so she was dubbed the queen of cocaine, La Madrina, which is the godmother, the black widow, and the queen of narco trafficking. So she's your, like role model like this is who you like she is like she is legit (laughs) she's a boss bitch (laughs) she is a baller okay so griselda blanco was born february 15th 1943 in cartagena which is on the northern coast of colombia sandy what continent is colombia in (laughs) Continent? Continent. (laughs) There are seven of them to choose from. South America. Yay! (laughs) I got smart in three months. (laughs) Don't get too excited. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So, at the age of three, she moved with her mother, Anna, to Medellin. This area was extremely poor. There were said to be no bathrooms, no running water, and no electricity in this mountainous area. It was said that this area also had no laws and was extremely violent. There were constantly bodies in the street, and children formed gangs and turned to crime. Griselda was no exception. At the age of 11... She kidnapped a 10-year-old boy from a wealthy family in order to collect ransom. When the family refused to pay for whatever reason, she shot him in the head oh, at 11 my... years old. What the hell? Jesus Christ. She's yeah. Crazy. Like, hardcore. Um, she became a pickpocket. Uh, she was severely abused by her mother at home both physically by her mother and also sexually by her mother's boyfriend. Oh, fuck. Her mother was an alcoholic and would beat her when she was drunk. One night when she was only 14 years old, her mother stumbled into her room and began beating her, grabbing her by the hair, punching her in the face. When she fell to the floor, her mom started kicking her. She was eventually able to make it to her feet and she ran for the door. But her mom grabbed her by the shirt. She struggled and eventually um, was able to get away when her shirt tore off of her body. So she ran out into the street. It wound up was pouring raining. And she ran, like, through the mud and everything to the woods in nothing but, like, a pair of pants and, like, shoes. She didn't have a shirt, nothing on. Like, she was completely nude from, like, the top up. Terrible. So now she's on her own. And, of course, she turned to prostitution until she met Carlos Trujillo he was a smuggler of undocumented immigrants to the US they wound up having three children together Dixon Uber and Osvaldo Uber Uber yes (laughs) Uber is it Uber Uber (laughs) it's Uber U-B-E-R U-B-E-R it's Uber. Okay, okay, okay. I know. I used to. I used to say Uber, uh, Uber before. Uber. I could, I, There's I a could lot pronounce. of things. Sandy. Sandy. M e m e. Mimi. I know that is me. 
You saw it's like I sent you a Mimi. I sent you a Mimi. That was me. That was me. Oh, that was you? Oh, I thought that that was was you. (laughs) No. Uh, I used to love getting those memes. <laughs> I still love getting those memes from time to time, especially if there's a half-naked person in there. Uh, okay. So, they eventually got divorced, and she later had him killed in the early 70s. What? She, yeah. She? That just yeah. took a turn. Yep. Yep. So, she you don't, you don't mess everybody. with her. You don't mess with her. Oh, just wait. <laughs> just, this is just the wait, beginning. This of the is murder. just the beginning. Oh, I do have a little fun thing that we're going to go over uh, later because there was a documentary about her. Um, we'll get to that a little bit. Just, but remind me because I have it on a separate piece of paper that I have a little treat for you guys. Oh, <clears throat> is it chocolate? It actually could make you some money if you chose to go this route. Oh my god, I'm ready for it. Am I, I know. Right? My, am I selling my panties? It's a. It's illegal. <laughs> Extremely oh, illegal. I'm still probably in. <laughs> but I have a nice little recipe for you guys. Oh, we're making cocaine? But you'll see. Just wait. <laughs> Just wait. Um, so after her first husband died, she became involved with a drug trafficker, Alberto Bravo. He got her started in the drug trade. They got married and illegally immigrated to the U.S. with fake passports, landing in Queens, New York where they established a very large cocaine business. Griselda designed bras and underwear specifically for the purpose of smuggling cocaine and had young women fly it in from Colombia. Like, she was an entrepreneur. (laughs) Preneur. (laughs) Okay, my dear. Hallelujah. (laughs) Uh, By 1972... She had beat out the top five mafia families, as well as most independent drug dealers in the cocaine trade in New York. When her and her husband came to the U.S., they had a life savings of $26,000. Within one year, she had a weekly income of $10 million. What? Yes. Dang. Um, April of 1975, Griselda was indicted along with 30 of her subordinates on federal drug conspiracy charges. She was able to flee to Colombia before she was able to be arrested. After a short time, she returned to the U.S. in the late 70s and settled in Miami. 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 Welcome to Miami. I'm in Miami, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Um, where she reestablished her drug empire. She was one of the most dangerous and richest women in the world, as well as one of the most powerful drug kingpins in the world. She became the first ever female criminal billionaire. So she's like the female Scarface? That's exactly what she is. Like, she's legit. She would throw extravagant parties at her Miami mansion with all the major players of the drug world, such as Pablo Escobar, who was her protege, who was a protege of Griselda. She met him as a young car thief and introduced him to the drug game. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. She was like. She made him who he was today. Yes. Interesting. So in the meantime. 1975, she was about 32 years old. Things became rocky in her marriage. Alberto left for Colombia alone on an extended stay. He began ignoring her calls. And after not hearing from him for a few weeks, she boarded her private jet and headed to Colombia. She's going to kill herself. Yeah. She confronted Alberto in a Bogota nightclub parking lot and questioned him about millions of dollars that was missing from their business. Oh, F that. Yes. There was a standoff between Alberto and Griselda and um, they were both backed by about six bodyguards each. Griselda pulled a pistol from her boot while Alberto pulled an Uzi on her. (laughs) Yeah. Just has an Uzi there ready. Yeah. Yeah. We fair. this was like the (laughs) 70s, so... 
She pulled it out of her granny panties. Like, hold on. <laughs> no, no, he had the Uzi. He had the Uzi. Oh, she, he, had, she had a pistol in her boot. Oh, okay. Yeah. She had her snakeskin boots on. These boots are made for shooting. Pretty much. Shots were fired on both sides, with the result of Alberto dead with a gunshot wound to his head, along with all six of his bodyguards. Griselda suffered a gunshot wound to the stomach. She woke up several days later in the hospital and quickly recovered. She returned back to Miami, where her reputation for being ruthless, as well as her body count, continued to climb. Uh, she amped up the violence to convince male criminal kingpins that she was not to be fucked with. She was notorious for drive-by shootings on motorcycles and it was said that she was actually the one who invented this method. She was bisexual and would have orgies with men and women forcing them to have sex with her at gunpoint. What the fuck? Yeah. Hmm. Why am I not invited to these parties? <laughs> I Tons of cocaine? <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a great fucking yes. time. <laughs> Um, she would sometimes execute strippers afterwards just for the fun of it. Wow. Yeah. She didn't a form- care. She did not give AF. Uh, a former homicide detective, Nelson Abreu, said that people were so afraid of her that her reputation. Her- reputation. 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 <laughs> reputation preceded her wherever she went. Griselda was worse than any of the men that were involved in the drug trade. She became addicted to smoking large amounts of unrefined cocaine, which helped to contribute to her increasing paranoia. Don't you know you don't get high on your own supply? Yeah. For real. Number one. That's when shit just goes south. Yep. You get high on someone else's supply. Yeah. Come on now. <laughs> so, in... 1978, she married husband number three, Dario Sepulveda, who was a bank robber. That year, she gave to her fourth son. Now, being a fan of the Godfather movies, as well as being dubbed the Godmother herself, she named her son Michael Corleone after Al Pacino's (laughs) character. Oh, my God. So funny. She was, like, hardcore. All right. So, from 1979 to 1984, Southern Florida was a war zone. It was said that by 1980, 70% of all cocaine entering the U.S. came through Southern Florida. Um, And she was bringing in about $20 billion a year. Uh, Miami law enforcement created the Central Tactical Unit 26, which was a joint operation between Miami-Dade PD and DEA anti-drug operations to try to end end the influx of cocaine. Griselda was involved in the drug-related violence known as the Miami Drug War. And they dubbed the gangsters, like all the drug dealers and everything, cocaine cowboys. Um, so there actually is a documentary on Netflix called Cocaine Cowboys, which talks about, um, like, all the stuff that happened around that time. And she is mentioning it, but there is a another episode, Cocaine Cowboys 2, the godmother, something like that, of cocaine, is all about her. Okay. Um, so that is on Tubi and uh, Play-Doh TV, which are, with Comcast, they're all free. Um, but it is very interesting, like, mm. this take. So s- some of this information that I got along with this recipe that I have is from the show. And they get very in detail. Mm. Uh, so <clears throat> it was estimated that she was smuggling more than three tons of cocaine per year. Do you know how much three tons of cocaine is? Three tons? 6,000 uh, pounds. 3,000 pounds? Six, dang it! 6,000 pounds. Yeah, I said three. I'm That's not good a at math. crap ton of cocaine. She was netting 80 million per month. 
Jesus Christ. Yeah. I want to be in her entourage. That is go fuck yourself, bunny. Exactly. She could have been like, fuck you, Oprah, with that money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. So, July 11th, 1979... Several of her hitmen killed a rival drug dealer at a liquor store in, Dade, in the Dadeland shopping mall. The hitman uh, then chased the employees of the liquor store through the mall while opening fire. Luckily, only one person was wounded, so but they survived. Uh, the assassins rolled up in an armor-plated van with gun ports caught up, cut out the sides, and it had... Happy Times Complete Party Supplies written on the side, and it was known as the War Wagon. So, like, they would take this when they would go on hits. Like, they had their own, like, legit, like, armored car. Oh, my God. That's insane. They're, like, all set for life. They are. Nobody. Yeah. Like, no one could, like, rival her. She was the top bitch. By 1981... Miami was the murder capital of the world. Yeah. Most murders were due to drug due to the drug wars where the Colombians and the Cuban dealers were trying to take out the competition. Uh, Griselda would shoot first and ask questions later. She would say, like, oh, well, he was innocent. Too bad. He's dead now. Like, she did not care. Her main hitman was Jorge Rivi Ayala said that she was merciless. If she ordered a hit, it meant that everyone in the vicinity was killed. Innocent bystanders, women, children, it didn't matter. If you owed her money, yep. If you owed her money and didn't pay on time, she would shoot you. And she would kill your whole family. If you took, uh, if she took product from you and didn't feel like paying, then she would have you killed. If you disrespected her in any way, she would have you killed. Uh, she had sent Ayala uh, out to kill one of her own hitmen, uh, Jesus Castro. So this is like one of her own employees. Um, and his two-year-old son was actually killed when his car got shot up. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So that's fucked up. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, kids, remember? Yeah, kids, she didn't care. Dogs, like, we keep those out of this. Yeah. She, she's just better be lucky she, she didn't shoot John Wick's dog because it would have yeah. been, <laughs> <been> done. <laughs> um, in 1983, her husband, Dario, confronted her and told her he was leaving her and going back to Colombia to be with his new lover. Oh, you know what's happening now. Yeah. They fought over the custody of their son, Michael, and Dario had told Griselda that he was taking Michael on a shopping spree, but instead they boarded a plane and headed to Colombia. She was said to have paid off the Colombian police to gun him down. Michael saw his father die. She was late, he was um, later returned to Griselda in Miami. But this started a war with Dario's brother, Paco. Some of Griselda's former uh, supporters decided to side with Paco, uh, which included one of her big cocaine suppliers. Now, in 1984, her second husband, which she killed, that's the one she killed in the nightclub, his nephew, Jamie Bravo, set out to kill her. He would stake out the mall that she frequented just like for a chance to to take her out the violence further escalated when she had a drug supplier um also killed because she didn't feel like paying the 180 million dollars that she owed after the increased violence against her miami competitors or anyone who displeased her she made many enemies and there were several attempts to assassinate her she fled to california in 1984 but in February 18th, 1985, she was arrested by DEA agents in Irvine, California. She was sent back to New York to stand trial. The trial began in New York, June of 1985, and ended with a conviction of one count of conspiracy uh, to manufacture, import, and distribute cocaine. 
She was accused of murder charges for several Florida murders, but the case fell apart when, um, and she was only sentenced to 15 years in prison. Not bad. She, yeah, she continued to run her drug empire behind bars with the help of, of her course. sons. Yeah. From the help of her son? Her sons, yeah. Yeah, her sons were on the outside, and, like, they were they were running everything. Like, legit, um, so I told you about the follower that we have in, in prison in Mexico, right? No. So, didn't I tell you that? The ex-hitman? The ex-hitman, ex yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know he was still in prison. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. So, uh... You, they get brother, podcasts brother in Bill, Brother Bill. He has his own podcast. In prison? In prison. What the fuck? Yes. That's so cool. What's up, Brother Bill? I, I, hey, Brother Bill. Uh, I mean, so, well, yeah. welcome to the fam, but like. Yeah. So he he's, uh, he was from, I looked up his, his bio. He's from, I'm not 100% sure. I want to say South Carolina. Something oh, like that. So, from, yeah, he's from South Carolina. Um, he was um, he was a hitman for the cartel. He killed like a bunch of Americans. Um, and he said he's living like a rock star in prison. Like I saw pictures of this. He has his own podcast. He like posts videos of him working out. Um, he's like the one picture. He's dressed in a suit in his in his. Um, Cell. He's got like a fax machine. What's and, like, it, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Yes. What's he look? Yes, what's yes, he, he look fax. like? Hold on. I'll pull up. He's on. He's on. <laughs> I'm our, just curious. Yes. So uh, tell yeah. him we have nothing but lovely things to say yeah. to him. <laughs> um, <laughs> like he's making money. He's making money in prison. Like his wow, wife. That's... His wife. He's like, I don't eat this prison food shit. My wife gets me McDonald's and everything. Like the wife stays over. Yeah, because they're what? in. They're in Mexico, so... Jesus Christ. They, he yeah. is an entrepreneur. Yes. <laughs> yes, like... You go, Brother Bill. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's... Hold on. He's got it made in the shade. Brother Bill, it's... Uh, Holiness Bill is his... <laughs> thing. Like, it's legit. Uh, his name is William Dathan Holbert. Um... And his Instagram even has, like, a thing. Robin, you would definitely like him. <laughs> hey, oh, Brother Bill. Hey, yeah. you are. You're good. Yeah. We can be So, friends. like, legit. Like, especially, like, in, like, you know what I mean? Like, in different countries. But, yeah. So, even in California, like, she was still running stuff. Um, and, uh. Yeah, this this one guy said he visited her in prison. She had like a pantsuit on. She had high heels, like makeup done, everything like that. So like, and she was still making. She's like, you figure she's like a billionaire. She has yeah. money. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too. Like, she has so much money. She probably could pay the prison guards. Off oh yeah, and yeah. Stuff yeah. Like well, that. so I'll get to that. So there's okay. there, there's more. There is more. Um. Yeah. So the. That, like I said, the murder charges fell apart. She only got 15 years in prison. She continued to run her drug empire with the help of her sons. And um, while in prison, an Oakland crack dealer by the name of Charles Cosby saw, like, all this information about her news and, like, on the news and, like, just became, like, obsessed with her. He decided to send her a letter in prison. A short time later, Griselda called him from prison. They kept in touch regularly and eventually met at FCI Dublin Federal Women's Prison. Cosby, uh, Cosby got Griselda to agree to give him some product, which arrived by courier the following day. Their business relationship eventually turned romantic. When he would visit, Griselda would pay the guards $1,500 every visit for a few minutes alone for a conjugal visit. Only a few minutes for that much money? Damn. You, oh, she's a billionaire. Like, I'd be like doesn't I matter. Well, we don't know. A few minutes could have could be five. It could be fifteen. Yeah. We don't yeah. exactly know. Yeah. Um. So it's kind of interesting. So the documentary Cal Cocaine Cowboys Two is basically his point of view, telling everything because she consoled a lot to him. Like she told him a lot. So they were. 
in this relationship, she he was selling drugs. Um, he was visiting her on the weekends, blah, 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 this and that. Things were going fine. He was making bank off of her because he was, like he said, uh, in Oakland, like there was no top drug dealers at the time. So, mm-hmm. like, that basically became him. Yeah. So he's seeing her. Well, here, the day he went to go visit her the first time, there was another woman there that was visiting someone in prison and she had slipped him her number oh so here she was he was seeing her on the outside uh-uh. while also That's how you play griselda dating griselda on Mm-mm. the inside oh, no. right oh, no, 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 no. oh no yeah. So mm-hmm. it's funny because, like, they were showing, like, letters going back and forth, phone calls. Oh, I love you, baby. I love you, blah, 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 mm-hmm. this and that, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, she had sent a letter to him, like, maybe you don't love me the way you said you do, blah, 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 this and that. So he's driving one day, and he gets a call from her son, like, hey, because, like, her son was, like, you know, a, a go-through sometimes would get a product, blah, blah. So... Oh, what you doing today? Oh, I'm out doing errands. What time are you gonna be home? He said, "Oh, about two o'clock." No. So we he's know. heading. He's heading home. He's at a light. All of a sudden, a car pulls up next to him, and opens fire. He got shot in the arm. He got the girlfriend comes, gets him, takes him to the hospital. They head back to the house. He gets a phone call from Griselda, and he goes, "What well, do you know?" And he goes, "Uh." You know, you disrespect me like that, blah, 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 da, da, da. And no, 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 no. And he goes, then why you got that bitch in your bed right now? And she's, she's like, what are you talking about? He, she goes, look out the window. Oh. Here, the car is sitting outside of his house. So he said he ran to, like, the closet to grab his shotgun. Um, He's still the, alive? Yeah, yeah, he got shot in the arm. And that's what uh-huh. he said. She, she told him, she's like, you're going to meet me at the prison tomorrow at, like, 1 o'clock or else next time they won't miss. So, like, he had to go see her, like, the next day. So they wound up, like, they talked it through. They banged it out or whatever and kind of, like, <laughs> squashed it. And you, I love, like, in the interview, he was like, you know, I'm a man and I got needs and I can only see you all weekend. And Joe, <laughs> so stupid. She, she, she takes care of my needs during the week and I got you on the weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. So it was pretty funny. It's pretty yeah, funny. But Griselda don't play that shit. She so. don't play that. She don't play yeah. that. He actually, he did live. He did live. She, he didn't, he didn't act. He didn't get killed. He got lucky. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah. So, um, while behind bars, her enemies turned their attentions to her family. In 1992, her son was shot um, on the, from the orders of Pablo Escobar. He oh, wow. was hit in the leg and the shoulder and later bled to death in the hospital. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So, this was a retaliation for the murder of an associate of Pablo's years earlier that Griselda had put a hit on. Her son Dixon and a few gunmen headed to the small town in Columbia and started just handing out money to like all the people who lived there. Because you figure all these areas are so poor down there. Yeah. Um, to try to get information, they knew it was two shooters. That they knew for sure. So one of the shooters ran into a church and eventually shot himself in the head. Um, in front, and there was like a priest there and everything to corroborate the story. The second one was hiding out. When Dixon and his men entered uh, the house, they asked a woman if anyone was there, and she said no. Um, The shooter was actually found hiding underneath the bed, and then Dixon shot the woman in the face for lying. Then the man they captured was tortured with a hot screwdriver. Like, they put the screwdriver in the fire, like a poker, and, like, just, like, burnt his face all up before he was killed. Um... So this is actually interesting. So while in prison, Griselda had a plan to escape. During one of the visits uh, with Cosby, she gave him a piece of paper uh, and said, give it to my son. And it said JFK 5MNY. When Cosby asked what it meant, she said, just give it to Dixon. He'll know what it means. 
What it meant was they were planning to have John F. Kennedy Jr. kidnapped in New York and held in exchange for her freedom, and the kidnappers would receive $5 million for their troubles. They actually almost pulled it off. So apparently they surrounded JFK while he was out walking a dog, and it was just like the last minute before they snatched him, an NYPD squad car passed by and scared them off. Oh, wow. And like, yeah, and like, um, the uh, they said they like the Kennedys were just like, ain't shit. Like they just kind of, like <laughs> they just passed it off, like whatever. But they legit almost kidnapped him. I don't think they would have got her out of jail in return for him. So, like, so maybe money, but according to the, I, according to the documentary like the one guy uh, like one of the police detectives said like they would have released her just to get him back but once she was released they, they would have found her, her. Yeah. they would have found her again so now her two sons uber and dixon were both eventually killed in columbia i know <laughs> i can't <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you think uber's a good ride (laughs) i bet you dixon is (laughs) (laughs) Uh, miami dade pressed one of griselda's lieutenants and eventually had enough evidence to indict her on three murders in 1994 she was transferred back to miami to stand trial with the key witness being her hitman Jorge Ayala. Jorge. Yeah, Jorge. So the prosecutors were seeking the death penalty. But after it came out that Ayala was involved in a phone sex scandal with the secretary in the prosecutor's office. What the hell? During work hours, uh, they deemed he was not a credible witness and their case fell apart. Hmm. So, like, legit, like... They went into, you have to watch this documentary. It's crazy. They went in detail. They're like, like, I get, the females were like masturbating at work. And like, yes, like legit, like phone sex. Like, yes, there was three women who got fired for this. Yeah. He must have been a smooth Are they, are they, are they still, are they still hiring? (laughs) 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 Uh. So, but ultimately in 1998, Griselda did plead guilty in exchange for a lesser sentence, and she was released six years later. Three, three murders they, they, they got her on, she confessed to. And six years later, it was like a total of 10 years from like when they, they did the charges and stuff like that. But like when she finally pled, it, six years for three murders? That's crazy. Yep. Women and money. It's ridiculous. That's true. Um, so when she was released, she was deported back to Colombia. It was estimated that she was responsible for up to 250 murders between Colombia, New York, Miami, and Southern California. So not all of these were her shooting. This was like on her orders, like yeah. like her well, hitmen and stuff like that. She would still be responsible. Yeah. For yeah. All of yeah. Them. yeah. 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 Um, so September 3rd, 2020, as Griselda was coming out of Carcidio's butcher shop at the corner of 29th street and Medellin, Colombia, a man parked his motorcycle at the curb, walked over and shot her once in the head and twice in the shoulder. She died of her injuries at the age of 69. Now they said she just bought $150 worth of steaks. That sucks. That sucks. Right? Did the hitman, did the guy who killed her take the steak? He I would have took them yeah. and right? had dinner. Right? You can't let snakes go bad. No, mm. not at all. So, her son Michael is still alive. His mom was in prison for most of his childhood and teenage years, and he was raised by his grandmother. He was put under house arrest in 2012 uh, after an arrest in May on two counts of felony cocaine trafficking and conspiracy to traffic cocaine. I was going to so, ask if he was falling in, the... in his mother's footsteps. Yeah, but didn't sad. he learn from her? Like... Yeah. So, but at like the age of 33, he actually decided to give that life up. 
and he is currently engaged and runs a business called Pure Blanco, which sells clothing, footwear, and accessories with the logo of a black widow, which is dedicated to his mother. Is it Pure Blanco? Isn't that pure white? Yeah. Well, her name is Griselda Blanco. Oh. Okay. Yeah, so. Well, yeah, yeah, I know. But I, I didn't put that together. So, yeah. Okay. Okay, okay, So, do you want to get your pens ready and write this recipe down? I don't have a pen. Oh, I okay. Hold on. Do you want to know? What do you think we're making today? Cocaine. We are making crack. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> the, cheap, the cheaper version of yes. cocaine. I'm writing this on a dry erase board on my kid's table. <laughs> so... In this documentary, they legit, he spelled out step by step how to make crack. That's insane that he, they couldn't like, put that out there. Yes. I'm like, I feel like, yes, I feel like there's trial and error, but I feel like this. Disclosure. This we are not easy. condoning we the are not use condoning. of making crack. We, <laughs> public service <laughs> announcement, we are not responsible if someone sells crack. <laughs> But I just feel like this is too, I had to bring this up because I feel like this is way too easy to make crack. Okay, step one. You combine cocaine powder with equal parts of baking soda. Cocaine powder? Like, like actual cocaine, yeah. So, like so actual we, powder. So we still have to get the cocaine. We co still have Why to get cocaine. We just have the cocaine first. Well, we need cocaine. <laughs> so, but okay, however so. much cocaine you have, you have to mix it with equal parts of baking soda. You add it to a glass Wait. pot or like... Wait, okay. hold on. I'm still writing this writer. Equal parts. What was it? I could just parts? send this to you. Yeah, you equal, send me a copy. I'll just, just send, send it to you. I'll send you a copy. Oh, okay. So, equal I, parts... But I had wrote crack recipe on the top. <laughs> <laughs> Please wrote, put that... I wrote, I, I wrote how to make crack. Dot, dot. I, I, want to see, I want to see this recipe in your recipe book the next time I come over, Rob. I seriously... I will. I is it good? I Does it go like, in the keto recipe book or yes. the regular oh, one? No. I don't know. As, do you think there's any carbs in cocaine? Is well, that, I can will have that, will that take you out, Will that take you out of ketosis? I don't know. I have to Google this. I mean, it might speed it up. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So, uh, he used a coffee pot. It says a glass pot, but like he said, in a coffee pot. So, you put it in with, you add some water. You place it on a preheated stove for five minutes and turn it um yeah for five minutes uh until you get a yellow gel-like liquid remove it from heat add three to five ice cubes and to reduce the heat of it and continuously rotate the pot in a counterclockwise motion like specific and like this was the top like this was like the top <laughs> crack dealer right um, add a few more ice cubes to reduce heat further, and rocks should start forming. Put it under the faucet. Add more cold water to completely harden the rocks. Once they are hardened, you take them out of the pot, and you break them up with a knife or a, a hammer, and you so, have crack cocaine. Okay, so does crack really cocaine... Easy. Crack cocaine, does that, like, yield more than just, like, plain cocaine because you're mixing all this stuff together? Is that uh, why they say it's like, so. cheaper, it's like cheaper because like yeah. you can buy, yeah. uh, you like you can make a bigger batch than you yeah. could with just cocaine. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. That seems like yeah. really so, simple, yeah, right? Right, and that's what Brian was like. I, I'm sure there's a science to it, but literally, crack is just cocaine and baking soda. Wow. Are we about to break bad? We are breaking bad <laughs> <laughs> with crack. With crack. <laughs> That's I mean, crazy. hey, I work in the hood, so that would probably be pretty easy. <laughs> I need your finest cocaine, <laughs> sir. Wait, I don't even know how much to sell it for. <laughs> I mean, like, do I know a crackhead? Be like, excuse me, sir. How, how much, much do you buy crack for? <laughs> he ain't going to tell you a good price. <laughs> like I'm a like, dollar. I have a Black Friday special. <laughs> He's going to tell you and just triple what he tells you. Yeah. Should I go to, like, North Philly and be like, excuse me, excuse me, sir? It's Brother How Bill. Is crack? How much does crack go for? It's Brother Bill. Oh, maybe yeah. he'll know. Uh, yeah. Brother Bill, how much does crack cocaine <laughs> go for on the streets? Brother Bill, please help your girls. Um. He's going to be like, I don't even fucking know you. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's gonna be like, I'm done with these bitches. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my I'm god! Surprised so we haven't been kicked off the air yet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they give a shit what goes on the air. <laughs> That's true. No, we're not being sponsored, so we don't have to. Yeah, it exactly. Matter. We don't. We don't have to worry about anything. <laughs> oh, like if we ever did, like became like famous, like we're gonna be like YouTube in like ten years, or Me Too, whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> oh, Me Too, You Too, Me Too, Me The Me Too. We're gonna be Me Too. Me too. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. Alright, well you ready for game? Yep. I always like to play a game. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys hear that? No. Did you fart? <laughs> but it was like she really shook her. wrong. Alright. Our time frame. The future. 2036. Okay, okay. The place. Future Philadelphia. <laughs> Is it still around? <laughs> Apparently. Our target. The guy you picked up at the bar but want to rob. Okay. Scenario. And now, in case you weren't sure, it's the future. <laughs> <laughs> Why does it have to be the future? Because we can't pick up a guy and rob him in a bar now? <laughs> right? But wait, I, so, every so every step it, of the way is in the future. Future, wait, the future. future. Is it is future it us? Music. Is it us now in the future, or is it like future, future us, like fifteen us. years from now? Us. Yeah. Am I? Yeah. Am I fifteen years older? <laughs> Yo, Jim. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> he wrote, he said yes. It's the future. No, <laughs> is it us now in twenty thirty six, or is it us? In 2036, like, age 10 years? Or is it us at the age now, just in the future? Like, are we tra time travelers? Yeah. What was it? We're, okay, so it's us So now. we're time traveling we're to time the traveling. 2036. We're time, we're time okay. traveling whores. Yep. Whores. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, cameras are on every corner, and everyone gets tracked nearly everywhere. Oh, shit. You go well, we're not being tracked because guess what? We're time travelers. We ain't got chipped yet, bitches. Oh, shit. <laughs> we just cracked the code. <laughs> we have, but, you know, like there is this thing, you know, where they have like our fingerprints and facial recognition. They can see us, you know. Wait, so they already have all that shit. When we <laughs> pop in, is the TVA going to come out? Be like, variant, variant. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, this hoe don't belong here. <laughs> you go out for the night with your friends. You were at a bar drinking and started talking to a guy. You can tell he is money by the watch and clothes he wears. Money is replaced with credit sticks, and he flashes his premium <laughs> black stick. <laughs> Wait, what? I missed it. What was before the black stick? Money is replaced with credit sticks, and he Ow. flashes his premium black stick. So it's, I guess it's like a credit card. Yeah. But a stick. Like the black card, it's just a stick. Yeah. Are we talking like a tree stick? We're talking about a disco stick? <laughs> it's like a credit card stick. Um, is it like a lightsaber when you pull oh it out? Oh my god, that would be awesome. <laughs> Oh my god, it's just a little <laughs> card stick. Like, it's a slide. It's a How much, sir? Five dollars. <laughs> oh my god. You want it and know how to get it. Oh, I know how to get oh, it. Oh, we know how to get it. <laughs> Here's the catch. He's got chlamydia. <laughs> yep. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the catch. He is butt ugly and smells like old farts that you lay <laughs> under the covers in the middle of the night. Who's <laughs> oh. been in my room? I was just going to say, Jim was thinking about me when he wrote that. You take him back, but decide you don't want to touch him, but need that money. Mission. Get his cred stick and get rid of him without anyone knowing you can either make it so he doesn't tell anyone or you can kill but make sure no one knows
Okay. I know Jim. I know Jim's writing can be confusing sometimes. Yeah, the weapons like it went on like different lines, so I had to figure what went with what. All right. So our weapons are a laser knife, a video talking eyepiece, or a robot vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. All right. So, um, Robin. No, Monica. Is Monica. First. Oh, shit. I'm last. So, yeah. Monica's first. Wait, what are our options again? We're going to laser we need to knife. Get... Laser knife. Okay. Video talking Video. eyepiece. So, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> or a robot vacuum. And you can kill. Or make sure he doesn't tell anybody. But, but the goal is to get that dang black that stick. stick. You want that black that stick. big black, black stick. <laughs> All right. So I am going to take the vacuum. Oh, I want Oh, you one. son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we all wanted it. <laughs> Are we all, rec- are you all going to record him with the vacuum? <laughs> oh, Do we all well, have I the same it. idea? Oh, okay. Uh, no, I had a different idea, but. Yeah. So I am blackmailing. Okay. That, that, that is my thing. I'm, I'm not killing this week. I'm going to blackmail. Okay, okay. So I am going to use that vacuum and attach it to his wang. And I'm Got taking it. video. I'm taking video of this, right? I'm documenting. And um, I'm going to do a whole bunch of, like, crazy sexual stuff with the vacuum with him. Like, suck his wang, put it up his butt, you know, in his mouth, after the butt. Um, now, if you stuck the, the vacuum part up his butt and turned it on, would that suck out his insides? No, nah, I don't think it would be that much. Yeah, it's not, it's not that, that strong. Texture. It's probably not that strong. I don't but Either way. Okay, I'm just curious. I mean, it is a future vacuum. We'll see. I'll start with his wang and see how this works. Right? <laughs> um, if it rips his wang off, then yeah. you know. So there's, you know? <laughs> there's a couple of ways that this could go with the wang, right? So either it's it's future vacuums aren't as, you know, aren't as sucky as they, they don't suck as much as, you know, we could. Anyway, so. They don't either, suck as much as you do is what you're basically Pretty much, say. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I could suck a watermelon <laughs> through a straw. So that's, yeah, it's kind of hard to beat my suction. Um, I give Hoover a run for their money, but so either it's going to be pleasurable and he's going to get off on it either way. Like, you know, I'm like, I'm going to send this to your parents and your sister, um, and your work or it's so suction, like so strong that it's going to rip it off. And I'll be like, right. I'm going to, you better give me that, that credit stick. Or <laughs> you better or, give it to me. <laughs> give it to me or I'm ripping this shit off (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna clean your butthole out (laughs) oh i could give him a colonoscopy i could shut up off the water like bunch of stuff up there and it's like a wet back (laughs) so i am go that's that's my route (laughs) and he's not going to tell anybody because that was an experience (laughs) that was an experience Uh, oh, Robin, so you got a laser knife or a video talking eyepiece? Okay. So I think I'm going to do the blackmail too. All right. And so I have a video, what is it? A video talking eyepiece? Yes. Why does it have to talk? It's Jim, what is a video talking eyepiece? Like, is it, like, in a glass? Kind of like your glasses? Oh, this motherfucker. Oh, it does. I'm sorry. Uh, wow. <laughs> for all your shit, it's, it's a video-taking eyepiece. Not talking. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was so confused about. Words is hard. I thought it was, like, video talking like you know how like sometimes you could be like and it would be like it would be like those like future robot eyes that go like you need to go six feet to the left and you're just like okay and then it's like turn this and like it tell it can see and it's a tom tom <laughs> basically in your eye but it's a video taking eyepiece taking so you, you can just okay. do and it will record and then it will say so he, he could have just said in process he, he could have said video recording eyepiece 
Okay, so we're we're a video taking eyepiece or a laser knife. All right, I'm gonna do the video because just like Monica is, um, uh, same idea, like a blackmail situation. So I have like this video eyepiece on, and I'm gonna, like, you know, go in there and I'm like gonna seduce them. And have you ever seen like uh, Zach Mira make a porno? Yeah. Remember when she's like, take it, Barry, take it, Barry. So, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so basically that's what's going to happen. I'm going to record him getting pegged. But yeah, pegged. And I'm be like, if you don't give me your little big black stick of money, I'm going to show this to your pastor. <laughs> 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 and everyone's going to know what you like to do. And then, like, you know, you make him get on his knees and then be like, I'll show his pastor and be like, this is how he likes to pray. (laughs) (laughs) And then in walks Jerry the plague rat. (laughs) Oh, I miss Jerry. (laughs) He was such a good guy. (laughs) Not his fault he had the plague. All right, so I got the laser knife. So what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna we're all we're all blackmailing. Um so I am going to seduce him and bring him home. <coughs> but I'm going to be like, let's get a shower. Because I don't want to smell this. You smell like farts. Yeah. (laughs) That probably would have been a good idea for all of us to do at first. Sandy's the only one who thought about it. Apparently, we're nasty bitches, Robin. (laughs) We just don't give a fuck. Look, I came to the future with my my thing of Vex that I put under my nose. (laughs) Yeah, so we're getting in the shower. And I'm going to get him all nice and, you know, clean. But he's going to get, like, super frisky. So he's down for anything. So I'm going to bring him in the room. And I'll be like, you know what? Like, let's get, like, let's continue with being, like, you know, frisky. I'm going to handcuff you to the bed. So my bed's going to have the the four corners with the handcuffs. So I'm just going to pop them up. Do you ever see that bed that, like, literally just the top pops and then you just pull out the chains? That's yeah. what I'm going to do. I'm oh, going to yeah. have that. So I'm literally just going to tie him up and... I'm going to be like, oh, let's, like, let me go get my little box of toys and, like, play around. So I'm going to bring out my box of toys. And I'm, I'm going to start him off thinking, like, you know, a feather here and there, maybe a leather strap here and there. And then I'm going to pull out the laser knife. And I'm going to be like, listen, I want your card. Are you willing to give it to me? And he's going to say no. And I'm going to be like, well, this is what's going to happen if you don't give it to me. And I'm going to take a dildo and I'm going to whip out my laser knife and I'm just going to, and it's going to break the thing in half. And he's going to be like, oh, I don't want that. And I'm like, well, you willing to give me your knife? Or I mean, your credit stick. And he's going to be like, no, like I need that. And I'm going to be like, all right, here goes a pinky. And I'm going to be like, you going to give me your card? Because next is the other, the other stick downstairs. And he's going to give it to me. And I'm going to give him his pinky over ice, and he's going to leave. He's not going to tell anyone. And he's going to give me his credit stick. All I can think of right now is Euro trip. Yeah. <laughs> did, you just say, did you just say Groom Flukagen? Yes, 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 yes. And then the clapping monkey. <laughs> I have that monkey somewhere. Oh my god! <laughs> so but he got off. a t-shirt. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's great. Whoa, Robin. Yeah. Oh yeah. Shit. 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 <laughs> we want to learn about some food. All right. So this is actually going to be extremely sad to hear. Okay. So. I'm doing someone named Joe Arity, okay? So, I'm going to tell you what his last meal is. And then, I'm going to tell you what his crime is, okay? So, first, I'm going to tell you that the only thing he requested for his last meal was ice cream. 
It doesn't say specifically what kind of ice cream. The picture has pink ice cream. Maybe someone just felt like that was a good idea. Maybe he liked bubble gum. I don't fucking know. But anyway, his last meal was ice cream. This is where it gets kind of fucked up. So, he was a 23-year-old who was mentally disabled with an IQ in the 40s and falsely accused and convicted of rape and murder of a 15-year-old schoolgirl. He was executed via the gas chamber in 1939 and then was posthumously pardoned 72 years after his death in 2011. Oh, that's so sad. Yep. And the poor guy only wanted ice cream. Yeah, so the reason I bring this up... um, Obviously, his last meal wasn't anything big and fancy like some of the guys we have. But it's just to show that, like, you know, even in those times, you know, mm-hmm. there there was a little bit more of a swift action when it came to stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And so, they didn't, like, if you were found guilty, there wasn't a long period of time when you would sit on death row and there was a chance to yeah. get exonerated. So, but, and then after he was executed, it took him 72 years to finally no. say this guy was not guilty. That reminds me of uh, it reminds me of the life of David Gale. Like yeah. Oh god, that was such movies. a good movie. I love that movie. That's oh my so god, good. one of my favorite movies. Um, and like that's always like what I think about is somebody getting convicted and then like after being exonerated. And that <laughs> was the point of that movie, but it it I like, can't. Wasn't it the the youngest boy, the youngest person to get death row? He was like 13 or something like that, 13 or 14. Um, Really? And yeah, he was convicted of rape. Um, Maybe it wasn't here. No, it was, was it, it was in the, I think it was in the U.S., but I think it was, like, back, you know. Before like, they had he, the laws. Yeah, he was, he was African-American, and I think it was, like, a white girl that, like, was raped, and they said it was him, and, like, of course, of course. they gave him, like, the death penalty, and then come to find out it wasn't even him. Oh, my God. Well, it says the youngest person... To be executed in America, it was June 1994 in the electric chair. His name was George Julius Steiny Jr. And he was, it looks like, 15 years old. 15, okay. 14. Black South Carolina teen executed for girls' murder. Yeah. And he was later, it was, wasn't it that later on they found out it wasn't even him? It took 10 minutes to convict the, the, the kid, and it took 70 years after his execution to exonerate him. Yeah. 10 minutes to convict. So you know they, it was, it was just like, oh, yeah, yeah. I agree. Because, I mean, I'm sure it was, it, he was convicted during, like, the whole huge race thing yeah what year was it <clears throat> it was 1944 yeah okay. yeah yeah mm-hmm. that's fucking insane 15 oh my god that's so sad though i can't yeah i don't i don't understand like, i don't understand you know what i mean like, I, it's, like, good that at least, like, nowadays, like, you get the, at least a chance in there yeah, to, to fight try everything. to fight and your conviction. And especially, like, young kids are, mm-hmm. you can't get, like... Yeah, the young kids can't get the death penalty. Yeah. I don't think. Well, I think... I, think I know like, you can go life, so I think you can, you'll yeah. spend juvenile till you're 21, and then 21 you get transferred to the actual prison system. But I think, like, I think at 16 you can start getting tried as an adult. Mm -hmm. So I think you could get. I think every state is actually different. It's different. Yeah. Because I think some states it's younger than 16. I think 14 or 15 might be. But I don't know. 
I don't know how that plays. It has to, they have to, there's like a hearing that they have to determine if you should be held liable as an adult or or the trial should be held in juvenile court usually when the kid is like in an age where they're not sure yet. Yeah. And then too, like every state, like not every state even has the death penalty anymore. Yeah. So. So it really just depends. Which was it, Florida, which was it, like, Florida or Texas has, like, the highest death, like, penalty, like, actual, like, carried out death sentences. It's probably Texas. Because I know, like, Philadelphia has, like, a crap ton of people, like, Pennsylvania has a crap ton, like, they have a lot of people on death row, but, like, no one gets the actual death penalty, like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I they think all, since more people die in jail than they yes, do. Yes, yeah. Since, yeah. like, 70, was it 76 or 78, since they reestablished the death penalty across the U.S., only three people have gotten the death penalty in PA. But, like, I'm pretty sure, like, yeah, like, Texas or something like that, like, 98 people have gotten murdered last year. Like, <laughs> that's insane. It's ridiculous. Well, the amount of people that have been murdered in philadelphia just this year is interesting. Oh. no but i'm saying like on death row like no death i'm row just in saying in general oh yeah yeah they don't need to be taking people out to death row because yeah. yeah. someone else you know the people are nuts here. every day it's like a new yeah, it's a couple somewhere. and it's like, not just one person it's multiple no. people yeah. like families and groups it's just it, ridiculous it how crazy the city is getting every single day there's shootings mm-hmm Need to move the member fuck. I live in a nice area. <laughs> well, go, go suck a dick. I should. I mean, we a live, few well, of them. Well, Sandy really can't complain because she works from home, so she doesn't have to leave the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, nice. we live we live in nice areas. I'm like I, on the other hand, have to go to the hood to work. Yeah, have we true. told you to go to the hood to work? <laughs> Get a job closer. The hood actually pays. Yeah, that's the problem. That's the really? problem. If I come up here, I don't. I get hazard pay to go down there. Right. <laughs> they give you a bulletproof vest. <laughs> I swear to God, I, that's what they need to give us for test week. Oh goodness! I said I'm just going to start working because I already like walk out like because by the time I leave, it's dark outside and we yeah, have no security. Nervous. Yeah, we have, like, no security. So I try to park, like, where the door is, like, so I can see out. And, yeah. like, especially once it gets closer to Christmas, I'm going to start moving my car forward. So that way, like, as soon as I come out, the car's right there. But, like, I have, like, that cat, um, that cat keychain. Yeah. So I take that off and, I, like, I put it in my, like, hand, like, as I walk to the car and have my keys in the other one. Um, I said, you know what? I'm just going to start. I'm going to carry my machete to work. <laughs> and I'm just going to pull it out and just walk across the street with my machete in my hands. Like, they don't fuck with crazy people. Mm-mm. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And I don't think anybody even stop you. The police would be like, no, eh, it's oh, just no. another day. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Someone well, with well, a machete. You know, you know, in Philadelphia, they're not doing, like, car, like stopping cars anymore. I'm not Like, if surprised. you run red lights or stop signs and stuff like that, they're not doing that anymore. They just oh, take really? your license plate down, don't they? Yeah. And just send uh, yeah. you a ticket and, they just and an send you a ticket. Yep. Yeah, I thought so. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's that. getting I mean, too dangerous for them it is, to stop yeah. you. It is. That's sad. So nobody come to Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> don't come. Unless you got a machete. <laughs> you don't, you don't want to be here. Oh, well. you have, so you, wait, I have this, like, this is a very serious question, okay? Like, for real. So you have a machete, correct? Yes. Do you open your pineapple? I mean, do you open your coconuts with it? <laughs> I do not open my coconuts with a machete. Well, I used to have I this have a hatchet. I have a hatchet for, for that. that. Oh, yeah. Because, see, I used to have a girl that I went to beauty school with. And her name, uh, well, I'm not going to say her name. But she was from uh, another Like country. an island? Yes. Yeah. And I okay. say, so we're talking about coconuts. And I'm like, I can never get into the coconuts. How do you get into your coconuts? I'm just curious. She goes, a machete. A like, machete. it was just yeah. something that you just have lying around your house to yeah. get into coconuts. Yeah. So, yeah. And I was just curious if that's how I you use, got. I use, like, a, I use a, a cleaver. I use okay. a cleaver. Gotcha. Well, I, so my uh, my friends, um, she's from Puerto Rico. She went there for vacation. And she met this dude on a beach selling coconuts right gotcha 
And she was like, where are you from? He's like, oh, I'm from Jersey. And she's like, what? She's like, what? And he goes, yeah, from Jersey. And she goes, and you live here? He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, I quit my job. She's like, I moved down here. He's like, now I saw coconuts on the beach. He's like, it's the shit. He's like, I go to Safeway. He's like, I buy a bunch of coconuts and I sell for twice the amount of money to the tourists. <laughs> I was like, that that's some Jersey shit. Some do. <laughs> some Jersey shit. Well, wait, when we went, we went on our honeymoon to Jamaica and we're on the beach one day and um, some guy was walking by and like we're on a resort. So like we don't have kitchens or anything like that. These people are walking by selling live lobsters. And I'm like. <laughs> Just outside? <laughs> on the beach. But I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do with a live lobster? Like, I can't cook it or anything. And they're like, oh, you buy it. We go down off the end of the resort and we'll cook it for you and then we'll bring it back. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that sounds legit. Like, and then we were out on like, we had, took this like tri out on the ocean and a boat comes up to us and they're like, oh, you want to buy, like, some fish? Do you want to buy some food? Do you want to buy, like, some lobster? And he's name it, like, coconuts. Do you want to go parasailing? And we're like, no to everything. And then literally it was, like, five minutes of him listing shit, and then he goes, you want to buy some weed? We're like, we're yeah, like why, you you, why didn't you just start with that? Yeah. We lost one. That was the coconut talk. It's too much coconuts. Too many coconuts. You all right? <laughs> yeah, my app. It's the computer is plugged in, but the switch was off. Oh. So it was like, oh, your computer's about to die. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap up. All right. Let me get it. Hold on. It's been a while. All righty. Speaking so, of wrapping up, that's that's good advice for a lot of young women and men out here. Yeah, we all need y'all. Children babies. are assholes. So <laughs> oh, yeah. wrap it up. So wrap yeah. up. <laughs> And with that, we end our podcast. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We can be reached at themurdermaidens13 at gmail.com. You can find us by searching Murder Maidens on Facebook and Instagram, on Twitter at Maidens Murder, and on MurderMaidens.com. Listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, and our site. Please give us a thumbs up, hit that subscribe button, and drop us a comment. Like, please, for real, like. For real, for real. Like, nobody ever goddamn talks to us, and I'm lonely. Send us <laughs> cases. So, uh, until next time, don't get murdered. Don't murder anyone. And don't do anything we wouldn't do. Bye. Bye. Bye.